0: wolves are back on the West Coast, and they have no plans of leaving. Over the last decade, coastal wolves have been repopulating territories that they were once removed from, setting up dens and hunting territories through coastal rainforest in many cases. And usually those places are so remote that the wolves don't interact all that often with people or at all. But in the kayaker-infested waters of Clackwatt Sound, wolves frequently get up close to campers on Vargas Island. In the past, this has led to wolves being culled from that island. Now, wolves and their pups have set up a den again. And, uh, Paul Nicklin has, is, is a bit worried about that, uh, another cull could happen again. He worries, Paul Nicklin is a world-renowned photographer for National Geographic and co-founder of Sea Legacy, a conservation group. He joins us right now on the program. Paul, hello.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for being here. So what are the wolves doing on Vargas Island?
1: I mean, what they're, they're doing, what any animal out there is trying to do, you know, they're trying to scratch out a living. They, these coastal wolves are incredibly unique. You know, they're a genetic uh, distinct ecotype that they're a sea wolf, basically, and they, they rely on the ocean for their food. 80% of their diet, or at least 80% of their diet, comes from the sea, which means that they're working, obviously, intertidal zones, working beaches, and working in areas, obviously, where, where they come into contact with humans.
0: All right, so, so uh, uh, the sorts of creatures that are in intertidal zones, crabs, the sea urchins, and so on, all uh, part of the wolf's diet.
1: Absolutely, mussels and chitons, and obviously they eat salmon out of the creeks or mm-hmm. fish or uh, barnacles off the rocks. You know, and that's the, the photography I've done on all these coastal wolves is when they've been out roaming the beaches, you know, trying to, trying to get a meal.
0: And Vargas Island is rich with beaches.
1: Absolutely. They're probably some of the nicest beaches I've ever seen in my life and and just gorgeous beaches. And obviously, during the summer months, it's uh, very attractive for kayakers and campers to uh, go stay on these beaches. And, uh, you know, it would be very possible for us to coexist with the wolves very peacefully if we had much cleaner, uh, better management of our food where we're the same thing when we're in bear country. You know, we put our food quite often, put our food in bear proof. Uh, canisters and that keeps the bears you know from from getting access to this food so with these wolves if they keep coming around whom humans and these wolves unfortunately have been fed at some point by humans uh, but if, if they keep getting denied meals or access to any sort of visitation with humans then ultimately they're gonna get bored of us and go back to to you know scrounging along the beaches and, and uh, stay away from people
0: so w- what's your main concern here for the future of the Vargas Island wolves
1: well, my concern is that I worked with these wolves in, in the late 1900s, or seriously in the late 1900s. In 1999, we did a story for National Geographic on the Sound, and it was an incredible interaction, again, with the same wolves. And then, you know, sadly, a uh, camper kayaker had food in their sleeping bag, and um, one of the wolves, you know, bit, bit one of these campers who, to get access to this food because these wolves, again, had been fed, uh, and they were used to getting handouts. Uh, from sloppy, you know, human activity, and of course the pack was put down. Uh, just whenever there seems to be wildlife, human conflict, the animals usually pay with their lives. And uh, my, my concern is that, again, this pack is just rebuilding itself. Uh, I worked with the Lawson family uh, just two years ago photographing a story for National Geographic on these wolves. Incredible animals to spend time with or to watch in the wild. Uh, but again, you know, they, you know, campers will throw them a hot dog or a piece of food and all of a sudden they expect that, they start to expect that from people, you know, and if we don't know for sure that they have pups, but we suspect they do. And regardless, during the summer months is when they have to get fat. They have to, this is when they do most of their eating to prepare for those long, cold, wet winters. Um, and so this, there's this urgency to their feeding schedule. And uh, again, if they just keep coming into conflict with humans, then on, on for, what, what we're trying to do is, is to prevent that. I would love to see, for once, for humans to bend and flex and change and alter our behavior to accommodate the wolves, which, who have obviously been there first. And, you know, we want to help honor the House of First Nations. Uh, Louis George McKenna uh, has requested a no-kill policy on these Vargas wolf packs, and we completely support that.
0: Are, are you worried that a, that a cull might be imminent here?
1: Well, it just, it keeps coming up, it keeps getting mentioned, and if you, you know, it's more it's not uh, – I can't get into too many details, but it's more off-the-table off, off the table conversations uh, that, that you hear the word that, you know, if there is a conflict, then those wolves will have to be put down. And just we are are very worried that, that you know, it keeps sort of seeming to be mentioned and, and uh, intimated, and we want to do whatever we can to, to prevent this from happening again. No, wait, I mean, we, we do have a proven history that it does happen, you know. If there is a conflict, oh, then the wolves will be put down. So we just – we know it's, it's very possible because the wolves are getting very bold. They are starting to figure out how to open up kayaks and, uh, you know, when people leave food lying around and, you know, before you know it, there could there, be a major conflict.
0: What if we go in the other direction and just ban people from Vargas Island? Say it's a no you know, camping zone. That,
1: absolutely. You know, that, that's what I would ultimately, if, if there, you know, we have to just say there's going to be X number of steps that'll take place before, uh, wolf would ever be put down, and you know, first of all, you close some of the beaches, or you can close all the beaches. You can, uh, you know, you can just. You, we need to start. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to see all the beaches obviously closed. I want to see people to keep interacting um, with nature in some of the most beautiful habitat in the world. But, but I'm not. Obviously, none of us are willing to to uh, risk the lives of these wolves in order to do that. And if that means closing down some or some of the beaches temporarily or what have you, then, then that's the step that we need to take.
0: What, what response have you had to your petition calling, from, calling for uh, number one or no-kill policy, but also some of these other points?
1: Yeah, pretty, pretty amazing, actually. I didn't expect it to, to uh, get so much attention, but I put it on you know, my, my feed and uh, on Facebook, and we have already 9,900 signatures on this petition, which is incredible in just a few days. Um, and then I'm looking at, you know, I put it on my Instagram site or the National Geographic Instagram site, and I don't think I've seen one comment, maybe it's in there, but I haven't seen it where people say, yes, you know, we should remove these wolves to accommodate humans. Everybody agrees. Uh, so pretty overwhelmingly one-sided that we need to alter our behavior for these wolves to accommodate, uh, their, their lifestyle in this ecosystem.
0: And I suppose this is good advice in general on camping season. Um, don't interact with wildlife.
1: Uh, yeah, across I mean, the board. Really, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, you want to enjoy nature. I mean, I don't say, you know, also you hear about, you know, if, if you see a wolf scream, bang, you know, throw things at it. I don't agree with that either. I mean, I think to one of the great gifts of my life, my career is to, to enjoy these animals in the wild, to spend time with polar bears and grizzly bears and wolves. But that doesn't mean you ever have to feed, you never feed an animal. Uh, you never want to get too close to that animal where you start to, condition it to human presence. Um, these wolves are out on these beaches, and they're very exposed. And, you know, hunting season opens up, and it's, it's legal in Canada to, even though these animals are uh, genetically distinct, you, for five bucks you can get a license and go kill these wolves. And, um, you know, so it's, it's uh, we just need to not get them too comfortable around humans.
0: Paul Nicklin, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks a lot for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Paul Nicklin is a wildlife photographer, co-founder of Sea Legacy, a wildlife conservation organization. He joined me this morning from the We're throwing some uh, photos, some of his photos of uh, the Vargas Island wolves up on our Facebook page. Check them out.